0: Welcome to Impossible Podcasts. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Points of Who, number seven. I'm Caleb Woodbridge. And I'm PG
1: Bell. And I'm Sarah Burrow.
0: latest round-up of Doctor Who news. Uh, We begin with some sad news.
2: Yeah, this is is probably the biggest news item of the month, uh, which is of course the death of Caroline John, who played Liz Shaw, John Pertwee's very first companion, uh, back in 1970. Uh, She was 71 when she died uh, on the 5th of June, and the cause of death has been confirmed now as cancer. Uh, I'm must admit this came as quite a shock probably more of a shock to me than elizabeth sladen's death last year um, as as premature and unexpected as that was simply because i'd been watching inferno uh, only a few weeks earlier and i'd seen her even more recently than that on the fantastic documentary tales from television center where they interviewed a couple of the uh, former doctor who companions about their experiences in TV centre in London and she looked hale and hearty and really buoyant and full of life so it's uh, quite a surprise to hear that, uh, that she passed away the news wasn't made public by her family at first uh, they waited until after the funeral which took place on June the 20th in South West London but uh, she, she was a terrific companion I loved mm. this show it's quite unusual because she was only in one series and it's not many companions who stick around for that short a time who leave that big an impression but Liz Shaw really was. Oh, she was the first of a new breed, really. Because the, yeah. if you think about it, the show itself had undergone well, probably the biggest regeneration in its history that far. It had made the move to colour, brand new Doctor. It had been the Doctor had been exiled to Earth, so all of the stories were set in Britain with the UNIT family, and Liz Shaw was a, a very big part of that.
0: She she was much more of an equal for the Doctor. Yes. As a, is a fellow scientist. So, yeah.
2: it's... And Ironically, I mean, that that is what did for her in the end, wasn't it? It's because she was quite capable and quite so strong and forthright that uh, Barry Letts and Terence Dix, the script editor and producer at the time, wrote her out so quickly because they felt that the, the companion or the assistant, as she was henceforth to be known, um, should be more of a second fiddle and a, a little less... Mm. Uh, of an equal for the doctor and should be there more for purposes of exposition than being rescued uh, and caroline john has been quite vocal in her opinion on on that stance in the past I and mean, particularly uh, the the silurians uh, which was of course was it that's the second serial that she yes. took which introduced the silurians which sarah and i covered we did uh this month in our hungry earth and cold blood uh, commentary it's the reintroduction of the silurians um, she had to go down a mine, you know, in search of the Silurian city, and Barry Letts and Terence sticks dressed her in, I think, it was six-inch heels and a micro mini skirt and some kind of halter top. <laughs> and she, mm-hmm. Whilst everyone, whilst all of the other cast members were in um, overalls and miners' boots and helmets. Um, and I think it was only John Pertwee in the end who took one look at her and said, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> yes, <it laughs> we're going to dress you properly because um, she had protested but had been overruled. Um, so yeah, a, 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 an era of contradictions as far as the companion is concerned, because it is when the companion became the assistant and was supposed to be there to
1: assist, you
2: know, assist, yeah, and help the doctor and what have you. And it could be seen as a slightly lesser role. Liz Shaw was by far, I think, or by far the strongest companion female companion that we'd had since since Barbara, right at the very mm. beginning, a woman who knew her own mind and was a, an intellectual equal, and um, particularly in Inferno when she got to play evil, sexy, Nazi alternative <laughs> universe version of Liz Shaw. um yeah with 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 the jack boots and the slick back hair and the revolver and things that was yeah, it was fantastic so uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great shame and she'll be sadly missed. Yes, um, indeed. Tributes have been sort of pouring in from across the universe because she'd, she'd worked with Big Finish quite extensively. She'd um, done some stuff written by Mark Gatiss as well. Uh, the Probe stories of the 1990s during the Wilderness years, of course. Mm-hmm. One of the fan-made videos with an awful lot of the uh, ex-Doctor Who cast. Um, but there's one quote in particular from Stephen Moffat who said, Caroline was a brilliant actress. And in her role as Liz Shaw, a tremendous co-star for John Pertwee in his first year as the Doctor. She was not just a sidekick, but a scientist in her own right and a match for the universe's number one Noel, The Doctor's companions should never be his assistants. They're the people who keep him on his toes, and that's what Caroline did. From everyone at the show, our thoughts go out to Caroline's family. So, yeah, I think we can all echo that sentence. So, say yeah. We all. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also hadn't realised that she was married to Geoffrey Beavers who played the Master mm. in uh, *Keeper of Draken and in some of the uh, big finish audios as well. So, yeah, that was an interesting little factor mm. And of course, was last mentioned in, or last referenced in the Sarah Jane Adventures mm. And *The Death of the Doctor*, wasn't she? Um, yeah, still working for UNIT apparently on, on their moon mm. base. So, be interesting to where, see where
1: whether uh, she gets a tribute saying she's now not.
2: Did, did, yeah.
0: did, did, did they? I mean? uh, did they actually mention? The moon base,
2: uh, I thought well, it, I'm not sure if it was referred to as moon base or lunar base. Okay, the that, that unit that, that's, apparently that's, has a base on the moon.
0: That's interesting because in the novels, she actually um, uh, dies on the moon base uh, ah. in one set in what was then the near future, but it would be around, I think it was. Uh, twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. It was a Jim Mortimore yeah. novel. Mm-hmm. Uh one of these ones which uh would never be published in the sort of family friendly uh Doctor Who ah, right. of the present kind a of bit, in which, a bit too dark uh, see, actually, for... uh, Silurian plague wipes out vast swathes of the human population, I think, oh, right. or something like like that. It's um oh, interesting. Including mm-hmm uh killing Liz Shaw herself in a rather grisly manner mm-hmm. um so <laughs> yeah w- one of these uh rather uh bleaker uh, new adventures mm-hmm. um in many ways it was great that uh Doctor Who could um explore more adult sci-fi themes at that time but I am glad that it has returned to its family mm-hmm. uh roots yes.
2: uh for television and for that broader audience now, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see. Because uh, of course Elizabeth Sladen got mm. a little, um, oh, what's it, a little tribute, yeah, um, before what was it the Impossible Astronauts, Ashtonaut. yeah. Uh, but there's been no mention of Sarah Jane dying within mm. the storyline, yeah. and the opposite true is true, of course, of Nicholas Courtney, yeah, you know, the other yeah. great stalwart of the poetry era, um, because we're told that the Brigadier. Has mm. died yeah. um, in the series finale, but he didn't get a tribute, yeah, pre or post credit. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what they do with. with Interesting to
1: control. see whether they credit her in either way. Mm. Yeah, because either way, I mean, it's you yeah, know, it's yeah. a credit one way or another,
2: yeah, isn't it? I think so. But uh, yeah, so some some sad news there. Yeah. So, yeah, some good memories to look back on. Yeah, anyway.
1: and on a, a slightly lighter note, another we have another quote from Stephen Moffat. Ah, did you see yeah. my link there?
2: I did. Nice segue. <laughs>
1: Uh, on a, like I said, and on a lighter note, um, got, returning to a subject we've discussed a couple of times uh, is the the rumour of a Doctor Who movie, which, which has kind of gone fairly quiet over the it
2: last few It has gone quiet, but um, with the exception of this quote from Moffat, I think.
1: yes, and the exception of us who have brought it up for the last three or four. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like to but, think we're single
2: handedly uh, responsible for maintaining are. the rumours.
1: Plus, we keep maintaining it because obviously it has a link to uh, to David Yates and to Harry Potter, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, Stephen Moffat, uh, you found this quote, didn't you, online, Pete? Yeah, this,
2: this is a couple of uh, weeks old now. I think this this surfaced, Moffat gave this statement at the end of May, um, so I think it was just a little too soon before our last points of who to make it in mm. to, to our news feature last month.
1: So, in relation to the Doctor Who movie rumours, Stephen Moffat said, uh, the very brilliant David Yates was talking off the cuff and a little prematurely. There simply are no developed plans for a Doctor Who movie at the moment, but it's an incredibly exciting idea to get that magic blue box flying across our cinema screens, so stand by for further developments. However, if and when the movie happens, it will need to star television's Doctor Who, and there is only ever one of those at a time, and it would need to come out of the same production operation that makes the series. Doctor Who is vitally important BBC brand, with a huge international audience, and not even Hollywood can start this one from scratch. So sorry if there's been any confusion, but on the plus side, it's reminded us us all what an exciting prospect this could be. Whatever happens, the BBC and BBC Worldwide will work together to ensure that we don't just get a movie, we get the movie everyone wants. But keep asking me about it, maybe I'll surprise you with an answer.
2: Hmm. That sounds like... B- probably the, B- the, B- the BBC and BBC World Worldwide will work together to make the movie that Steve Moffat wants. Yes. To a certain <laughs> extent.
0: Yeah. It, it, it does seem to be one of those examples of the left hand and the right hand mm. of the BBC um, not really knowing what they're doing yeah. and Stephen Moffat stepping in to do damage control.
1: Yes, um. it does seem to certainly <laughs> have uh, themes of damage yeah. control and uh, trying to claw it back from whatever David Yates has said yeah. that they wish he hadn't. Do, so, do,
2: do, do we agree with the statement that it would have to be the television doctor on, on the big screen and that it would have to come from the TV production team?
1: The Doctor, yes. The TV production team. I'm not sure because the TV production team are a TV series production team, Mm. not a film production team.
2: That's what I was thinking. So, I mean,
1: I don't know much about film or TV production, but I imagine even if they used some of the TV production team, they'd need to draft in people who knew what they were doing with film. Yeah. In terms of it being The Doctor, I'd like to see, but only because I like Matt Smith currently. Mm. And it would depend on when they did it, of course, and at what stage the series on its own was I, I,
0: I'm i not sure I necessarily agree I think I can understand from Stephen Moffat's point of view why he'd prefer that mm-hmm. and I think it does keep things simpler on one level if it's all it it keeps the brand unified and it sort of makes things a lot less confusing if you've got the same uh, Doctor and so on uh, on the other hand um people aren't confused by there being sherlock in t on tv and uh the sherlock holmes movie with um robert downey jr mm. and Jude Law in the cinema mm-hmm. which are two different spins on uh the same uh, yeah. thing and so i think you could have space for a um different take on um The Doctor with a different actor and a different artistic vision from the one Mm. on TV, and that could work. But again, it's then uh, it's pulling in two different directions uh, Mm. rather than reinforcing each other. So they wouldn't necessarily want to do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and I think you could do that without the Doctor Who continuity is big enough that you could have an unspecified. Uh, other Doctor without
2: it having to be a reboot or anything like that. It's already a very broad church isn't it? Um, Yeah. Especially if you look at the big Finnish spin-offs and you've got things like Doctor Who Unbound that deliberately cast completely different actors as the Mm -hmm. Doctor. Um, You you had Arabella Weir as the Doctor in one of those. And
0: I think another attack you could take would be deliberately doing a reinvention of um, uh, Classic Who because the thing is is that for a lot of people they're not going to go back and watch a black and white episode mm. uh, and so actually I wouldn't have a problem with them reinventing William Hartnell's doctor on the big screen mm, that's um, a good I, uh, some fans mm. would be up in arms at that but my some atti- fans are going to be up in arms <laughs> <to> whatever <laughs> yeah. they do yeah, <laughs> but my attitude is is they're good um, they're good stories uh, it would bring them to a wider audience and I, don't, I wouldn't have a problem with them uh, putting a modern spin on, on those.
1: I, the one problem you'd have with doing it with the same production team and the same Doctor, particularly the same Doctor, is that you're going to have to detract from the TV series. Yeah. You're going to have to stop it for probably a year at, at least yes. to do the movie as a team, even if if it's only with the cast even if it's not with the same crew yeah. um, they're never going to have the time or the money to run mm. a series alongside a movie prep or even a handful of specials alongside a movie prep Pe- really a
2: couple of people online have posted the idea that it could be filmed with the current Doctor and production team during another gap year like we had with the David Tennant Era, but then that defeats mm-hmm. the point of a gap year because they're all still working on Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, it's
1: not a gap year. Yes,
2: yeah, so you'd need two gap years really.
1: Yeah, and and that's to say that, given that they'd probably try and make a Doctor Who movie quite big, you may not be done in a year. You may be filmed in a year, but post production may take you longer. Yeah, pre-production,
2: production it's going to take an you hour.
1: know, and the the. Production crew are going to have to do that, and which means to... they can't be working on a series mm. or specials. And you're going
2: to have to slot it into the ongoing continuity somewhere, yeah. even if it's a standalone adventure like a, like a big version of mm. the Christmas special. Yeah, it's somewhere along the line you're going to have to make some references and to where in the mm. timeline this comes. And
0: also, I think there is the difficulty of Doctor Who works best as an anthology format, in mm. that part of the. Um, format of Doctor Who is that you're somewhere new each week that you travel through time and space mm. and Moffat is quite good at sort of jumping around within stories as well, he likes doing that kind of thing mm. but part of Doctor Who's format is that it's a serial that has the cliffhangers that it has the ongoing story mm. so translating that well into a movie mm. uh, is something of a challenge it is a different format and mm. although the uh, extra budget and stuff uh, would be nice. Mm. I think um, you need to have a good storytelling reason to make a movie, yeah. um, as well as uh, it would be cool. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: you need right. the right idea. Sorry, Moffat, we're not quite convinced. <laughs> uh, but speaking of the TV series format, we do have some TV series news that broke. Uh, well, today or yesterday, didn't mm. we? Yes, uh, well
0: this has been rumoured for a while but the episode 1 title has been confirmed as Asylum of the Daleks Mm -hmm. uh, and it will be airing at the BFI uh, who are holding a screening um, a bit like they did for Let's Kill Hitler uh, on August the 14th and uh, tickets will cost £13.80 and will go on sale to the public on July the 10th so I will be hanging on the telephone, trying to get hold of uh, tickets and assuming I can get to London uh, mm-hmm. of a Tuesday evening um, but Moffat will be there yeah, they're, they're holding a Q& a session after the screening again aren't they yeah I, I believe so so yes that's that's very exciting It is the story that's uh, apparently has uh, every single type of Dalek um, yet. Yeah. Uh, scene on screen
2: is coming back including in the special weapons dalek apparently which i'm really excited mm. about because i love the special <laughs> weapons dalek. so um, can, can i make a vague uh, and completely unfounded prediction um, about the content of the storyline i think that do you remember in victory of the daleks back in series five the new do dalek, we have to the new dalek paradigm? <laughs> this is gonna be very brief the new dalek paradigm Exterminated the old style mm. Daleks because they thought they were one step above I think it's all of the old style Daleks having to gang up against the new paradigm Daleks to avoid eradication <laughs> so it's a civil war of the Daleks that's my guess Asylum of the Daleks is where all of the old obsolete Daleks have holed up whilst oh. they try and weather yes, ah,
0: seeking asylum yeah. so rather than yes.
1: lunatic yeah. asylum rather well, than lunatic yes that's ah. my. Guess. I could be
0: way off the money, but we'll see. Yes, but but, but it's yeah, funny in terms, um, in terms of the season opener, it sounds sounds to be a cracker, and it is the first time the new series has opened with the
2: Daleks. That's true. Very uh, cool.
1: Yes, they tended to be um, hints of the of something returning, hasn't there? Mm, mm. That's true. Whereas this one, we know will contain Dal- Daleks hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> more than. Let's kill Hitler. involved Hitler, hopefully.
2: Yeah, Yes. Yeah. They, they, yeah. The Daleks are in the first five minutes, and then they lock them in a cupboard. Then they lock them in a cupboard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's hope not. Rory gets to punch the Dalek Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see that. That, uh, <laughs> that I would oh, want. There we go. <laughs> uh, but there were some Daleks out and about on the streets of Cardiff this month as well, yeah, mm. along with a, a few other monsters.
1: Yes, a few monsters ex- escaped, didn't they? Um, at the the weekend, just they did. last few. Yeah. Oh yes, the days Doctor gone. Who
2: experience has
0: um, moved from London to Cardiff, mm. and tickets are now on sale, uh, cheaper than the London <laughs> uh, version. Yeah, about about half the price from from what I can oh. see, and it opens on Friday, the twentieth of July. Um, so yes uh, again that's something uh, I at least don't know about the rest of the team I, oh, I think we're all hoping yeah, to there. I think so we'll probably, uh, so get there have, eventually we might have a team outing <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> uh, get along so we may well take a dexophone along to
2: record some impressions, we'll see how how things work out if any of you are coming to Cardiff to visit the experience. Let us know, and uh, yeah, uh, and we might tackle it. <laughs> or at least meet up for a drink afterwards. <laughs> yep. Well, we so. can at least
1: show you Cardiff because we do know that fairly well.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if you want the the guided tour of the various nooks and crannies where Doctor Who has been filmed, after you've had the official Doctor Who experience, uh, we'll give you that, and we won't charge you thirteen quid for the pleasure <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. either. Yeah. yeah, so is that it for? We've, well, we've news? got one
1: very important piece of news left. Well,
2: an impossible podcast piece of
1: news. Yes, oh, yes. Yes. yes,
0: we are regenerating. <laughs> we are indeed. Uh, we will be launching a new version of the website, new and improved, uh, with uh,
1: new content, more exciting than usual.
2: Caleb is the mastermind behind the scheme, so he can tell you all about it.
0: Uh, Well, we'll be refreshing just the design of the site a bit, but also dividing up a bit more clearly the different streams of uh, content. So the Doctor Who universe content, the stories on screen and stories on page, they'll each be divided up a bit more neatly so you'll be able to see what's what and we'll be pushing out more content for each of those yeah
2: and we've got some fairly exciting stuff lined up yes which have. is which we'll keep under wraps for now
0: but uh yeah but we'll, we are excited um, we will be looking to launch that in august certainly in time for uh series seven of doctor who and we will have yes new and exciting stuff which we will be announcing further details in pre- our next, in points, our of next points of view. Yeah, so
2: stay tuned. And before then, we're going to wrap up our commentaries for Series 5 of Doctor Who, Yeah, we, we yes. have another
1: month of Doctor Who commentaries.
2: Absolutely, back
1: to back. So we are looking at mm. uh, Vincent, Vincent and the Doctor,
2: The Lodger, and then the two-part series finale, The Pandorica Opens and The Big Bang.
0: Yes, and we'll be looking and we'll be able to see if Stephen Moffat really has explained any of the loose threads dangling from those since then. No, (laughs) he hasn't. No, but um, we can speculate, will he? Yes.
2: Yes. Probably Um, not, but you never know. (laughs) But if you want to share your thoughts on any of those stories, get in touch with us um, and we will include them in our commentaries as we go. We'd love to hear from you and uh, get your input on that as well. Yep. Yeah. So, And of course if you have any feedback on any of last month's mm-hmm. uh, podcasts Then again, please, yeah. please do get in touch
0: And another thing just uh, as we uh, head towards uh, the launch um, of the new site We do have new content on the way But also we are looking for additional uh, contributors yes. So if you are interested in uh, taking part Either by writing articles for the blog Reviews or some such, then we would be very interested to hear from you. And also, if you have um, your own uh, headset and Skype connection and w- might be interested in joining in discussions, then again, uh,
2: get in touch and we would welcome uh, new voices. Yes, right. absolutely. Uh, we're particularly interested in uh, contributors for our random encounter column, which is. The monthly look at uh, contemporary issues in video games and video game culture So if you have anything to say on the state of video games today Then please do let us know Yes, please uh, We would love to hear from you Brilliant right. um, And a, a, I suppose we'd better share a brief Swithin update He's not with us today But Fatherhood is arriving on his doorstep Imminently. Any day now <laughs> Yes, it. that
0: um, stalk is somewhere It's circling cars Yes, yes.
2: Um, His wife Helen's got about a week to go. About about two weeks to go.
0: So we might be hearing a little less from Swithin over the next few months just as he um,
2: adjusts to parenthood. But uh, when the next member of Impossible Podcasts, The Next Generation, (laughs) arrives, uh, we will let you know. Yes, and we'll
0: let you know once we've started training them up on the Doctor Who education programme.
2: I think he's already putting by his... Um, DVD of the Sea Devils, <laughs> ready and waiting. Um, but but no, seriously, we we would just like to extend our best wishes to uh, to Swithin and to Helen. Best of luck, guys. We yes. we're, uh, we're rooting for you. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that that's us done for another month's roundup. Yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. Speak to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: You've been listening to the Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.blogspot.com, or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!